thank you for the opportunity for being here with you. It's a challenge for me to preach in English. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me, my chunky, chunky English, you know. <laughs> I will try to, be, to do my best. <laughs> De veras que quiero agradecer. Really, <laughs> it's hard. Really, I want to say thank you, Park Baptist Church, for allowing us to be here. And it means a lot for us to have a place to meet and how you receive us. That means a lot. Thank you. Daniel chapter 10 is an interesting, unique chapter in the Bible. It is one of conflict and warfare, but not exactly the type you are likely to see in the nine o'clock news. <laughs> when you turn on the news, you see wars, battles, conflicts. But Daniel 10 speaks of a war that no man report for it is one no man see. Yet it goes on day after day and has a major impact on the wars that we do see on planet Earth. Daniel 10 lifts the veil that covers the natural and spiritual realms to reveal a battle that goes in the invisible angelic realm. But not only that, it shows the soldier on that war among whom we are. That is to say that we are in a war where the natural is intermingled with the supernatural and make us be spectators of great situations. Situation that I would, I would like to see together while we study chapter 10 of Daniel. Lord, help us to go through your war wisely and help us, Lord, to divide it correctly. Ayúdanos, Dios, a ir por tu palabra y a explicarla correctamente. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, I would like to see the great situations in the war. Great situation in the war. If you see Daniel chapter 10, verse 14, it says, And came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the later days, for the vision is for days yet to come. 
And if you continue seeing through the chapter in verse 20 and verse 21st, you will see that this chapter is talking about a conflict. But, but a conflict that is not just the situation that the that Israel is having in those days with all the situation with the Babylonians and the 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 Pers and and all people that have been captive. Really, God is trying to show his people that there is something going on and it's something that is continue coming on in the earth times to come. And the 10th chapter is the prologue. The 11th, the prophecy itself, and the 12th is the epilogue. I don't know how to say ep ep epilogue. Dust. <laughs> the tenth chapter unfolds the spiritual world as the background of the historical world and angels as the minister of God's government of men. If you remember when, jo when, when Satan came to the presence of God and, and was uh, telling, oh, I was all around the earth, and, and, and God tell him, don't you see my servant Job? And, and, and God started talking about Job and, and saying, oh, he's a good servant. He's awesome. He's such and such. And, and, and Satan said, oh, of course. He has everything. He has everything. Take out from him everything he has and you will see he will talk all things bad against you. <laughs> I like that. And, 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 and he says a Cubanism. <laughs> and, and, and you see, we are in a spiritual battle. And if you, as we continue seeing the, 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 the chapter, we, we find uh, several uh, angels uh, fighting in that spiritual battle against the Satan army. And we see that Daniel uh, uh, was praying and for 21 days he was praying waiting for the answer of the Lord and and was only when Michael one of the chief prince arrived that this other angel was able to go to get through to Daniel
hey, brothers, I, I think we have no idea what is going on around us. This prince of Persia is a demonic angelic that has been assigned to the Medo-Persian empire to influence them and not in a good way. And it was obviously a powerful a, 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 a angelic being because it could prevent this other messenger getting through Daniel. Hey, there are great situations happening in this world. The angel tells Daniel that his, this fight was not for a short time or just for that time. And we as Christians have a lot to do in this matter. I must grow to be more like Christ, not only religious, because this battle is real and we cannot fight it with material weapons. Second Corinthians 10.4 says that the weapons for our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And, and, and you continue reading the verse and you see that we have to bring our thought captive to obey Christ. So Daniel showed us there is big situation in the war. But God is with us. In second, in, in, in second place, there is big situation in the war, but there is big situation in the life of the servants. We, we see Daniel. Daniel was almost 80, 80 some years old. And, and it says in, chap, in, in verse 2, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks. He says, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. On the 24th day of the first month, I was standing on the bank of the great river, that's the Tigris, and, and so I was left alone and saw this great vision, verse 8, and my Radiant appearance was fully changed, and I retained no strength. And if you continue seeing the verse 12, verse 15, and verse 16, 
15, Daniel is talking about that his body, his emotion, his everything, his soul, it was a shock with the situation he was seeing in, in the revelation. Any time in the scripture that a person encounters the majesty of God, there is an overwhelming sense of their own inadequacy. Every time we come really to the Lord and we decide to serve Him with all our heart, we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes you start reading the Bible and say, I don't understand it. Of course we can't. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. And when we come to the Bible and the Holy Spirit help us and we can see what's going on around and we can see what the Lord is doing for us and we can see how the Lord bring others to help us, then we feel like we are warm. We feel like we we are so bad. We feel so bad that we just want to be close to the Lord and do nothing else but but come and 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 and, and confess and and we feel so overwhelmed. For Daniel, as godly as he was, the vision of this man left him face to the floor. Clearly, Daniel was completely overcome by what he had seen so much so that he said he could hardly breathe. The Christian life is a relationship with God. We are human and influenced to the glorious divine presence of God. Hey, let's not take our emotions out of the equation. Don't think that it's a sin to feel and fight with our sins. When you go to the Bible and you find yourself who really you are, hey, we have to cry. Hey, we, we, we have to, to say, Lord, how comes you can love me? And, 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 and it's, I really enjoy having those things around here. 
because when 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 you come to 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 the lord and you see his glory something has to happen in your life and that happened in daniel's life and after i was reading and studying the whole book to take the context I found so often that Daniel was down, crying, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like I'm sick. And then he comes to the chapter 9 and he starts confessing their sins. And not just his sins. He started praying for all his friends and his people and his folk. Because being a Christian is, is take care of others. Being a Christian is, is me seeing my neighbor going to hell and, and, and I feel bad. I want to talk about the Lord and his glorious sacrifice he did for us in the cross of Calvary. And, and, and when you go to somebody and, and you talk to him and invite to the church and invite to the Bible and you tell them God loves you but you are a sinner. But Christ died for us in the cross. And if you receive him as your savior, you are saved. And, and they say, oh no, you die inside. You, you feel like, oh, oh Lord, help him to realize and you feel like you'd like to go into his brain or her brain and, and take the Bible and... <laughs> because you see the great situation around in the world. So there is great situation in your life as servant. In third place... There is great situation going on in the spiritual sphere. And, and when I was preparing this message, I, I was thinking, mm, we don't preach so often about angels or demons. And I don't want that my first preaching day, a park comes and says, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> but it's important that we as Christians, we as Christians understand that we are not alone. I'm not talking about people of Mars or Jupiter or whatever. <laughs> I'm talking that there is a battle. There is a battle in between Satan and God. And we are collateral damage. The devil knows that God loves us. And the devil is using this war to fight against God. And only us praying 
is that we can help each other through all those situations. Don't take by granted the, uh, the praying time. Pray for your pastor. Pray for us, those Hispanic little folks that we are trying to survive and preaching the Bible in this small town. But pray for every member of the church that is striving together to come faithfully every Sunday, every Wednesday to hear the gospel and fellowship together. It's not easy. For some people here, it was a battle to move from their bed to come here to the church today. And it was not because they don't love God. It's because there is some things all around fighting against God and his anointing and his son and daughters in the world. And that was that happened with Daniel. Daniel was praying for his people. You know, it's, it's interesting to see that was in the third year of Cyrus. What happened during the third year of Cyrus? The uh, construction in Israel was stopped. And Daniel, that was old and part of the government, I think he cannot move with all uh, 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 those uh, from Ezra and Nehemiah to go to Israel. I think Daniel was suffering what's going on in, in Israel. And he was suffering his Israel. As we have to suffer for our church. And, and, and what I see here is that Daniel is, is suffering for Israel. But the Lord tells Daniel, there is more Daniel. Daniel is not just part. Just part uh, sorry, not just Israel. Like we can say, it's not just Park, it's the whole world. We have brothers and sisters all around. And we have from this little town of Rock Hill to impact the world. And we can, because God is with us. There are many things going on in the spiritual war. But we have Jehovah of Sabaoth. We have the powerful God that is with us. And I can tell you because maybe you cannot see it from your side. That this church is doing a big difference in the Christian world.
Not just for what you did with us without knowing us. But that is what the Lord wants us to do. The Lord wants us to do, to go outside and get people that we don't know. So they can know the Lord as we know. So there is... There are great situations in the world, in the servant's life, in the spiritual sphere, but there are great situations in God's heart. Luke chapter verse 4 through 6. He says he was in the riverbanks. He says that he looked up, he looked up and there was a man. It's different. In some moment he says he saw an angel. But now he says he saw a man. And, and he, say, he says that a, a, a man clothed in linen, linen, right? With a belt of fine gold from a fuzz around his waist. His body was like burial. His face like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. His arm and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his war like the sound of a multitude. Hey. This is obviously the same one that Daniel has seen earlier, because the description seen very similar to that of our Lord Jesus. Look, Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. Oh, here is. <laughs> I have Bible in all languages here. <laughs> It says, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. For me, look the same, man. I know we have many intellectuals, people here. Forgive me, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a nurse. <laughs> but the Bible is one. And as I was 
talking with somebody yesterday in Grant's house. I was telling him, hey, God is one. And always has been one. And he manifests to us like three, but he's one. Because it's, if Jesus is not God, he cannot forgive our, son, our sins. And if the Holy Spirit is not God, he cannot be with all us at the same time. And, and Jesus was born in the earth, but Jesus is and always has been forever. Because the salvation comes from God. And God is our Savior. So, I can see here, God is straightening Daniel. Uh, in the same way, he straightened us. And it's interesting to see that Daniel was tortured two times. And every time that Daniel was tortured, be by this man or by the angel, he was straightened. And that was God wants to do with you and me. Sometimes we feel so bad. Hey, we sin every day. Wait, okay, I sin every day. And I need a Lord that be so lover that he can allow me comes not just one, two eyes, three eyes, four times, all time. And receive me and says, okay, I forgive you. It's not that we have to be used to be so sinner. But that we in some moment can realize that our holy God deserves from us a better life. So Jesus himself says, before going to heaven, Behold, I'm with you every day until the end of the world. So there is big thing happening around. But the Lord is with us. I don't know what you are working with. But the Lord is with you. When Jesus came to this world and died for us in the cross of Calvary, he just showed love and mercy. And he was showing love and mercy since the first day that did earth start. But this moment in the cross of Calvary was like the consummation of time. 
is the real things coming on. No, don't wait for nothing else. It happened in the cross of Calvary. And it is for all and forever. So there is nothing that you are battling with in your life that our lover Jesus Christ our merciful Jesus Christ cannot come and touch you and say, hey, fear not. Fear not. I'm with you. I'm with you, Daniel. I'm with you, Summer. I'm with you, Grant. Or Dave. Or Elizabeth. Or anyone. He knows your name. He knows my name. He was us. No matter what's going on, no matter the problem, he is with us. So, in conclusion, Daniel chapter 10 does not give us all the answer about the unseen angelic, angelic things. We must admit that a lot of remains a, a lot remains a mystery. But it does give us a glimpse and remind us that we are all in a spiritual battle. We don't have to, to worship angels. We don't have to ask angels for help. They work for God. We ask God. We have to have a relationship with the Lord. And when we go to the Lord with anything. Oh Lord, I have a problem with my classmate in my fourth grade. Oh, Lord, I don't understand what is four by four plus two. Hey, no matter what's your problem, come to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Hey, hey, it was after Daniel talks to the Lord that the answer come to him. So, The angels are sent by God to render service to those who are his. Yet, a lot of this service, like the angels themselves, is unseen to the human eye. We shall, however, remember the familiar words of the Apostle Paul who wrote, in Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God 
that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the devil. So, the, the reverential fear of God cannot still be missing in our age. Hey, Jesus is not just our body. Hey, Jesus, you are my body. You are my best friend. I'm just waiting for you to jump in your arms. I have a feeling that when we see ourselves for what we are and see him for what he is and be in this belief that he will have become like us so that we call become like him. I believe we will be face down in worship and reverential awe. And then we will understand and experience grace in all its fullness. Let's live in such a way that we are prepared for that moment. Not judging us or separating us by human foolishness. But growing in grace every day for his glory and honor. Because even though we live in the midst of great situations, God is with us every day to straighten us and help us to be what he wants us to be. So, dear brethren, I love you. God loves you. And he's just waiting for you to come to him and trust in him with all your heart. And he will hug you And we'll start teaching you what he wants. And that is in the Bible. God bless you.